0: are you incorporating superfoods into your daily AM and PM and even afternoon snack rituals? Well, Organifi makes it so incredibly easy. Use promo code BB for 20% off of your order of Organifi products. These are incredible non-GMO glyphosate residue free superfood products with added adaptogens. And I am obsessed with the Harmony Cacao Mix in my morning coffee and also the green juice in original as like a morning matcha their glow formula their red juice formula all of their formulas are just incredible I am blown away at how delicious they are you're gonna love them your family you're gonna love them you can even serve them as a fabulous summer mocktail on the rocks use promo code BB and save 20% off now at Organifi.com slash BB. You can also find that direct link on the Beauty and the Biohacker.com favorites page. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Beauty and the Biohacker where we explore the latest tools and trends in self-care, aesthetics, and peak performance to help you live your most beautiful life from the inside out. I'm your co-host, Rachel Varga, a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 19,000 rejuvenation treatments performed on thousands of patients.
1: And I'm Katie Moore, a self-proclaimed biohacker with three years of self-experimenting in the space of health and wellness technology. I'm on a mission to help you achieve success without sacrificing your health or happiness through my YouTube channel, Katie Type A.
0: So join us as we sit down with some of the biggest innovators in the health space, the movers and shakers of the wellness
1: world, and unpack some of the biggest secrets in the skincare and longevity space. We are Beauty and the Biohacker, and we're thrilled to have you along for the ride.
0: Welcome everyone to today's episode right here on the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. I'm Rachel. We got Katie here today and we're going to have a really cool conversation on how can we use technology to work smarter, not harder using artificial intelligence with today's special guest. We have uh, Andrew Lane here. He's an affiliate marketing manager for Copy AI Disclosure, co-founder of 22 Social, founder of Design Hacker, Who I have used these services and the messaging services of your beautiful wife for many years. Graphic designer and branding professional, certified internet marketing expert, over $3 million in online sales. Andrew is a creative and is passionate about helping entrepreneurs build profitable online brands that make an impact. Andrew's been building online businesses for the last 10 years and has helped over 50,000 entrepreneurs through his work. Before we get into today's content, be sure to subscribe on the Beauty and the Biohack podcast and the YouTube channel and hit the bell so that you know when new episodes are launched and you can learn all about Katie and I over at beautyandthebiohacker.com. Welcome Andrew Lane from Design Hackers. Great to have you on the show.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Excellent. So let's just get right into it. What is the link? We're going to have some commentary with Katie and I here because we've seen some pretty cool trends. Well, I have mixed opinions on this. It's kind of a double edged sword with the link between biohacking and marketing using AI. So what's going on in the marketing space? And then Katie and I are going to add to what's happening with AI in the biohacking and beauty spaces
2: perfect well in marketing and i think in general technology has just been going crazy the last few years i remember a few years ago i watched a documentary on netflix called alpha go where they were showing how ai technology could beat you know could beat humans in the most complex games like chess was initially the one then they went to a game called go that is supposed to be really really complicated and they didn't think that a machine or a robot could beat a human anytime soon and they've just crushed that. They surpassed that. So these the supercomputers are able to figure things out really fast and think way faster and more advanced than our own brains. So the challenge then is, well, when is this going to trickle into the rest of society and actually benefit humans, right? Because winning a board game isn't going to do much for us. But what we're seeing, I'm sure you're looking at the health side of things. It's figuring out how to heal us and fix our bodies. Uh, I don't know a lot about that, but what I look at is. Um, In the marketing space and the content creation space for entrepreneurs, a lot has been happening just in the past six months. And the thing that really caught my attention recently was a company called OpenAI, which a few years ago raised a bunch of money. People like Elon Musk were behind it. Uh, Microsoft just put something like a billion dollars into it. And so what we're looking at is a a company called OpenAI that is building a supercomputer using this AI Uh, technology. And what they did is they took like 10% of the internet, they crunched it into this machine. And it literally cost them millions and millions of dollars to run these computations to analyze all that data. And just in the past six months, it's gotten like 100 times better. So just like a year ago, uh, you would press a button, and it would create content for you. So it would write words for you. That's the initial thing that they're doing right now. That's just one use case, but it's kind of a a simple first step because it's easy to see how effective it is, and how good it is at communicating like a human. Uh, but just in the last six months, I got a hundred times better. So basically, you put in a couple sentences about your business or your product, press a button, and it will write amazing marketing copy, sales messaging. It can create sales pages for you like in seconds. So that's the, the mind-blowing thing that's happening right now. That's really practical for entrepreneurs.
1: Wow, that's you know absolutely incredible to think how far we've come, you know, in just such a short amount of time with all of this. You know, you it used to be so labor intensive. You'd have to hire copy editors and, you know, there there'd be so many different drafts and editing and all these different versions. I used to work in print journalism where we would literally like, I mean, way back in the day before my time, they would actually have like this ticker and that would be like the Associated Press and you would like pull this thing, like this like, you know, piece of paper, read it off, that would be the news. And then they went into like this, you know, um, much more systematized, like internet news, you know, aversion. And, and it's just getting, and now it's like, you know, everything is, is instant, right? Instant gratification. I guess before we get into the kind of the biohacking side of things, like, is this taking away from any of the kind of creative liberties that somebody might have, you know, obviously they can choose not to do this, you know, AI kind of incorporation in their life. But I'm just kind of curious from somebody who is a graphic designer or if you are a writer, like who would be the right person to use this and kind of what is the use case for, you know, bringing this into the fold of your business?
2: Sure. I mean, I'll say in my career, uh, 10 years now being a graphic designer, I started off doing, you know, private client work, creating uh, visual branding, marketing materials, websites my my career has been really weird because it's almost like everything that I got paid to do initially is totally uh, scalable. Now it's where you can go on Canva and create amazing graphics. Like they've templatized everything. We're, uh, websites are just so easy to create now in a few seconds. It's kind of the same thing that's happened that we are already doing with technology where you can go get a template, press a button and it looks beautiful, put your branding in, It's like creating now is so easy for people. It's more accessible, video editing and creation. You can do it right on your phone, the kind of stuff that you'd have to hire a whole film crew to do. So technology in general has been a little bit frustrating for me in my career because it's kind of wiped out all the stuff that was valuable and what I went to school for initially. But you have to uh, evolve. So I've always been evolving. And I guess I'm in just a constant state of figuring out and embracing new technology. And then what I've found for myself is I just got to have fun with it. And I've also seen that even though it's available to so many people, they're still struggling to figure out how to do something with it. So I can step in as an expert because I know how how to use it correctly. And I can teach people. So I've built multiple streams of income, teaching, creating courses, creating affiliate income streams while still providing an even higher value to my clients because I can get a lot more done in less time for my own clients. Like literally within hours, we're building out their whole entire online business when it used to take me, I can't even tell you how much time I spent five years ago, like building a website or doing something. It would just take so long. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's way faster for me to get stuff done now. And we're just getting started. So it's going to get, I mean, it's just getting even crazier. So on the creative side, you can be really negative about it and uh, just look at all the negative sides. But i am just, I'm a very optimistic person. I'm always looking for what's next. How can I take advantage of this new technology? How can I explore this? How can this really benefit people? And it's given me a whole career of teaching and educating. And, and also, I'm really obsessed with getting faster at what I do. And so more efficient. I, yeah, more efficient, right? So it's I just embrace it and have fun with it. And I find that it's really fun. Like It's so stimulating, especially when AI to me is just a whole different level, where when I started getting into it and learning about it, like I can't even sleep at night In a good way, because my mind is so stimulated with ideas and just like exploring possibilities and trying to connect the dots. Like it's lighting up parts of my brain that I didn't even know existed.
0: So let's talk about biohacking for a second here, because we've interviewed Naveen Jain. And when we had him on the show, he's talking about how the future of health and wellness is through AI. Our homes are going to be completely smart. Every, like going from the bathroom, it's going to assess our stool and our urine, and then we'll go to the fridge and then we'll get the right foods for us or our precision supplements. Uh, so, so AI is now in form of like a wearable aura ring. And Katie reviews all of these amazing biohacking tools on her YouTube channel, Katie Type A, that you guys got to show some love to as well. And this is helping me as a working professional entrepreneur, healthcare provider, health futurist is certainly something that I would call myself there. It's just making everything so much easier in regards to tracking our metric, housing it in all one place. So Katie, I'd love for you to chime in here on how you like seeing AI with our health optimization and biohacking.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, in the days of yesteryears where you didn't have any of these tools, everything was a guessing game, right? Like, or you had to do a ton of work and like back end stuff yourself. So you'd have to go to the doctor, you'd have to get all your blood drawn, you'd have to go to a sleep lab and get your sleep done. And it would be so time consuming for the average consumer. And it would also be so labor intensive, you'd almost need a PhD to do some of this kind of stuff. And crazy expensive to see all these providers absolutely and insurance is probably not going to pay for some of this stuff you know you'd have to have actually a medical condition i mean it's still kind of the case if i wanted to get into a sleep lab i've tried to get one get into one here in hawaii and it's like you have to have a diagnosis of like potential sleep apnea from a doctor to get it it's it's absolutely wild so to see things that are like you know basically like headsets that have eeg built in to really look at your brainwaves and analyze those in real time. Or even, you know, the algorithms that are built through AI in the Aura Ring or your Whoopstrap or BioStrap, all of these things combined, I think they're they're really useful by making health optimization more accessible to people. They're cheaper and they're easy to wear and more the most important thing I think of all is that they make it easy to understand. You don't necessarily need a PhD or a science background to understand what the different correlations are between your REM sleep and your activity score and all of these things. Like everything is really compressed into a very easy and digestible form. That's what really kind of has gotten me so excited because you can then choose what you want to do with that information. You can look into it more or you can just say, hey, that's enough. And so what I think the AI is helping is just giving people that like lower barrier to entry to kind of start taking their health into their own hands and, and kind of trusting that like some of this data that they're getting is really going to be compiled in a very easy and systematic format for them to consume.
0: Yeah. And I feel like anyone who's a biohacker is going to want to know about this tool. And it's something Mm -hmm. that uh, thank you so much, Andrew, and your beautiful wife, Steph Lane, for bringing this tool to my awareness, because I get stuck in that mindset of the healer mindset, talking clinically, but yet my audience might not identify with that. So what these tools help with is we no longer, sorry, messaging, gurus, we no longer have to hire messaging gurus, we can use AI platforms. And it's really easy. It's basically like plug and chug. You say what you're trying to accomplish, uh, what the the post is going to be about, who your target demographic is, and it gives you options. So we're going to link up a link uh, for you guys to use copy AI in your work as well, because these are just tools that he can help you be more efficient and to reduce your stress levels as a business owner, entrepreneur, especially after like lockdown, almost, you know, a lot of people have, evolved into the space of being there being an entrepreneur and a business owner so from your perspective andrew do you think that this is a great way to reduce stress levels and really optimize our time
2: yeah and on that point i think technology has made it possible for all of us to start a side business or turn your idea into you know a little side hustle maybe a side stream of income potentially could become a full-time business and That's really exciting for people because we're all looking for more freedom and we're reevaluating what matters to us in our lives. So a lot more people right now, they call it the the creator economy. People are trying to figure this stuff out. And what's unfortunate is it's still a little bit difficult for someone just getting into this to like get their online presence going then you start to realize like how much content you have to create and now that the leveling the playing field is leveled all of us can create content which means there's more competition which means you have to be a little bit more savvy to really stand out so yeah there's there's like this wide open possibility of what you can do but then when you actually try to do it, you realize it's pretty overwhelming. Similar to what you were talking about with your health, like all this data that we used to never be able to comprehend before um, or really accept, like find a way to like understand it. AI is helping you filter through that, sift through that, and then makes it like available on your, your watch or your phone. Like in a second, you can just pull up your stats and see like how things are going. That's kind of what AI and technology is doing in general for entrepreneurs. Like it's making all this complex crazy amount of information you need to manage and juggle and think about and it's making it more accessible to you in way less time. So when it comes to writing words, this is something I've always struggled with, right? So everyone like almost every entrepreneur I talk to, they're trying to figure out how to explain what they do. And like um, just understanding persuasive copywriting in general is, is really challenging. And you'll go and like read books and study and watch webinars and buy trainings. What usually happens then is we all start to Talk the same way. And like, we're all using the same formula and just plugging in like our words to our business. So it's kind of ugly. And I think what's really challenging there is learning how to communicate more clearly. It's a really abstract thing to do. It's hard for your brain to understand, especially because you look at the world through a very narrow lens and you know what you do and you kind of like can explain your business in a certain way. But when you use AI, it's taking all this other data. So the data that's like from the universe, basically, like literally the entire internet, what we've been. Shoving into these computers for the last 30 years, there's like this insane amount of data. And so AI models can, you know, crunch all that data, um, understand it. They pre train it so that when you interact with it, you type in what you want. It'll then give you outputs that are not just in a format that is effective and proven right from the best copywriters in the world, but it's immediately applied to your business and your thing. So it'll help you like,
0: and with keywords.
2: Yeah. So but it's the it's, rest
0: of the AI and all the other platforms are going to pick up on and, you know, make easier to find. Exactly.
2: Exactly. It helps you start to stand out. But ultimately I think what's really creative about it. And like, this is what's blown my mind is that it's writing words for you that explain what you do better than you can explain it yourself. And it's very similar to, to, if you did like a hundred, um, calls with potential clients or customers to like learn how they say it in their language right like ask questions and like figure out what their pain points are their problems their challenges and then say it uh, the way that they say it that takes so much research market research and that's almost the only thing you could do to get out of your own head like in the past up until like six months ago that's what i was doing and telling people to do yeah you know book 10 discovery calls with people and just talk to them and figure out what their pain points are that's what you had to do i mean you could go on forums and kind of sift through all this data and try to figure it out But what I found with AI is it's done all that for you. And not only has it done all that for you, it's then going to write persuasive copy that is appealing to those customers based on their pain points. So it's super mind blowing. Like, it's so fun to me, like how it's taking this abstract stuff and making it real for you in just a matter of seconds.
1: And for me, like just hearing you talk about this, it's. So, like, it's mind-blowing to think about how much data is out there in the universe on the internet and to think how many people might, you know, use this kind of service. It is going to be individual and super unique for everyone, right? Like, you know, in the traditional sense, like, you could, like, maybe take some potential words from, like, one of your favorite novelists and then take some other words here and kind of, like, you have to then modge podge them together and and really try to make it your own but it's it's essentially like still going to be just as unique except it's not going to take as long
0: It's a pretty crazy tool. Like, I've been playing around with it and, you know, have my own subscription to it. It makes my life so much easier because it allows me to get my message that I might write a freaking paragraph on in like a sentence or two. So it's really helpful for people to get the nuggets of information they need on a specific topic without me getting stuck in my, you know, healthcare provider, uh, academic article type brain that might not uh, be as easily received to you know the lay person because of the words that I would use like I can't get I can't get over how easy this stuff is really helps with my stress levels that's for sure But I want to talk about something here. So playing a little devil's advocate for a hot (laughs) second, because we got Katie here, who is a professionally trained journalist. And next week I'm interviewing Andrew Bustamante, the everyday spy, someone Katie and I recently interviewed brought him up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to know this guy. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because we need to become smarter consumers as well in the space of marketing, marketing, biohacking, uh, basically like the narrative that's going around the world right now. Um, So this is kind of getting into current topics. So what are the advantages of copy AI and also the not so good side of it to be aware of in journalism and marketing? What I'm wanting to highlight here for everybody is how to not be lied to as easily and understand when these tools may be uh, being manipulated to help you guys be a smarter consumer? I'd love for you guys to chime in on that question.
2: <laughs> a few things out of the gate. Uh, they are really throttling this. So the, the tool itself, um, the raw source. So a, a tool like Copy AI is a software platform built on top of this crazy supercomputer. And it's accessing that that content through an API. So basically, when you go to copy AI and like try to create some sales messaging copy, it's sending it into that supercomputer and then giving you back outputs. Now, there's a throttling mechanism that's happening there. They limit like how much is going to write for you uh, and the types of content that is going to it's going to write for you. They will block it if it's like adult related or if it's politically related. They're kind of throttling that kind of stuff right now. They are definitely I mean, we're talking about Elon Musk and the founder of Y Combinator, like some of the biggest entrepreneurial brains on the planet, they're definitely thinking ahead as far as like what the downsides might be of this kind of technology, just in writing words alone. But eventually you're going to have AI robot looking people saying things in a language that sounds like a human, like getting on, like there's gonna be brands and celebrities on YouTube that aren't actually people in the next few years. So it's going to be really weird. Like you can't even tell if this is a human or not talking to you. And they're going to be so convincing. And they're saying words that are just coming through a machine that sound really, really smart and articulate. Yeah, this is where it's going. <laughs> so um, there's some there's some definitely concerns there, but they are trying to throttle that. And they're concerned about it. I mean, it's not my uh, something I can comment too much on other than I know that they they are thinking about it very heavily. And so they're rolling this out slowly. This technology was, could have come out a couple of years ago, but they've been really throttling it to test and make sure that what's going out is hopefully helping humanity and not like creating all these new problems.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, in some ways, it's a very exciting proposition to think there's some fields in which robotics and AI is going to be immensely helpful. And I'm even thinking kind of, you know, some, and obviously not medical advice, but somewhere along the lines of like having more doctors available or having more surgeons available. And some of the tools you know my fiance has been obsessed with robotics since like 2000 and you know some of the stuff that he's telling me even with you know space involved as well like there's so many amazing outlets that this can take but yeah like we've all seen black mirror like it can go (laughs) a really dark way and it's kind of scary and so I think right now you know kind of seeing what like seeing the trends that are happening seeing some of the great stuff that's coming out of it gives me a lot of hope but yeah i think like even as a journalist and from that kind of perspective you know the persuasion aspect like we as journalists are are human and so there's always going to be this type of inherent bias in any in just like what we report right like just the picking of the of the topic so what i would actually hope for is to see more unbiased, like kind of journalism coming out of this, because it's not the human choosing, it is kind of this computer going, sifting through all these algorithms. Now, my my guess, and I might be totally wrong here, is it's going to be, a lot of it's going to be algorithmic based on what people are searching for. So it's going to be by popular demand, right? But I don't know, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how it's going to work on the back end. But I think that's, there is a potential for some really great, you know, kind of opportunities for more viewpoints coming out of this as a result.
2: And that's a good point. I think it's gonna empower journalists and marketers to be more creative with their approach, their angles, how they're seeing this like you could bring in um points from different angles really quickly just by like so there's there's tools like in the marketing side of it that help you you just type in like a random like, I don't know, a, a cool new coffee cup that like doesn't burn your hands or something. Like you just type in something random, describe your product. And then it, you can run it through a, a, a tool that helps you find the pain points, the agitations of your customers. So it can help you like connect more. Like really, I say it. the AI is helping us communicate in a more human way because we can understand different perspectives. And one example of that is my friend's a, a Facebook advertising expert. And he's been doing online marketing for 20 years. And I just sat down with him for 10 minutes And basically I was like, Hey, if I'm like a kid, like explain to me what you do, basically like caveman, like just explain to me as basically as you can, what you do, why it matters, the value, just like two sentences. We ran it through the system and it came back with all these unique marketing angles that he had never thought of in 20 years. And he was just like, wow. I mean, he's been thinking about this one topic for so long, but never saw it from that perspective. And he's like, wow, that could really resonate with people in a different way that I hadn't even thought of. So you could imagine in so many creative ways where if you're trying to write a story, you could like look at different angles really quickly and just brainstorming creativity. Like you can just punch it in really fast and just see what the AI will spit back at you. And usually it's gonna be pretty relevant to your audience.
0: The crazy overlap that you just said was an interview that we just did in regards to this app that gives us ideas for new activities that we can do and and try to integrate new things into our lifestyle, which is crazy. So I see this overlap that's happening in the biohacking space and I can't help but to think That all of this is being utilized in that. So, the, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate in this (laughs) because I'm not a fan of the AI integration. I actually feel like it's taking away from our humanity. There's gonna be benefits to using it. I freaking love copy AI, I think it's like the most helpful tool I've ever found to help me get my message out. But like, it's just crazy how I'm seeing these overlaps in in marketing, journalism, and with biohack, it's just fascinating.
2: Well, and one more point on that, the not so good side right now, uh, but also bringing it back to the human component, like right now, it's like the way I see it when it comes to writing copy is you guys seen um, uh, Mad Men yeah. the show. So Don mm-hmm. Draper is the creative director back in the 50s, right? And he had like his team of creative copywriters. So the way I see myself is when I'm interacting with the AI is that's my team of copywriters who have studied, done the market research. They're really creative people. They're thinking this stuff through. They understand marketing and and persuasive messaging. And so I tell them a little bit about the product. And instead of waiting a couple of weeks to get some ideas back, like I can just sit there and click create, 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 create within seconds. I mean, amazing ideas are coming back at you. And it puts me in the position instead of, Staring at a blank piece of paper or like endlessly Googling stuff and reading through all these blog articles or YouTube videos to get ideas. Like, I just have ideas at my fingertips in seconds and it elevates me. It's almost like it's promoted me to the creative director or the editor, where now I have to sift through all this really good stuff, but it's still the human side. I have to figure out what's going to. Be meaningful to my audience. How do I weave the story together in a cohesive way that's compelling? So it's almost like made my job harder in some ways because I've gotten past the like the really basic stuff of communicating. Now I'm, I'm thinking on a higher level. So that's partially why I feel my brain more stimulated and I'm, and I'm more creative because now I have so much more to work with. That's original content that's unique for me. It's so like I, I paid a whole team to write this up for me, but now I have to weave it together.
1: Yeah, I also think for. You know people who are starting as entrepreneurs who are doing one specific thing and they don't really have the time or want to or even the knowledge on how to build a website write copy it frees up their time to do the things that they're actually good at right like this is such an easy way for people to just kind of get all of that like you know labor-intensive kind of like Book work done that they might not want to do and they might struggle with, and then they can go back to doing the thing that they're actually passionate about. Because I think sometimes, even for me, it's like I'm not a big fan of having to post on social media, be completely honest. And so I stress about it and I think about, like, oh gosh, I have to do that. I have to, and it's and it because and it takes away from what I actually enjoy. And as a result, like that's the part of my job that I then start to despise and then it and then that like kind of clouds your whole vision of everything that you do and then everything kind of becomes a struggle so it's like almost a slippery slope versus something like this where you're like you know what i hate this part of my job but i'm not gonna have to worry about it anymore because i got something else that's gonna kind of make it easier for me so i think that's a really really great thing especially for newer entrepreneurs and for startup costs, not having to pay a team to and yep. pay for the market research
0: and pay for all of those people. So yes, there is that element of is it potentially taking jobs away from humans? Yes, I brought it up. That was the elephant in the mm-hmm. room. But I think it's just making it so much easier for, you know, new entrepreneurs like myself to use this type of tool to get my message out to then help more people in a more sophisticated way. this this stuff is just blowing my mind. It's crazy.
2: The other side of it too is, when you sit down to write your own stuff, like, so the the startup business in general probably doesn't have a budget to hire anyways. So were they like, is it really taking jobs away when they weren't going to hire someone anyways? And now this idea that could have become a business that hired people and was successful, never got off the ground because they didn't have the ability to get their message together. So maybe it'll spark and create new businesses faster. It can help you experiment and test, find an idea instead of wasting money on ideas that don't work. You can Experiment really quickly, get feedback quickly. The other side of it too is as a creator, like and a business owner, like when I try to write something, I don't usually feel good about it. So, like, I don't, I never feel like my own copy is good enough. And, and like, my messaging isn't really, I'm just not very confident about it or proud of it most of the time. It just doesn't come naturally to me. Like, I hate Twitter. I hate staring at the screen trying to write something creative. It just doesn't come through. But when the AI gives me stuff to work with, I'm like, great, that looks good. You know, I, I just feel like, it's kind of like your own cooking. Like if when someone else cooks it for you, it tastes better. Sometimes when I get the AI writing copy for me, I'm like, yeah, this is great. It's good enough to work with. And I feel good about it.
0: And I mean, this is why I work with you and your wife and why I have for the last two and a half years is because you guys have your fingers on the pulse of this stuff to help reduce my stress levels, make my job easier and impact the lives of more people in doing the work that I do. So I'm really grateful for people like you, Andrew, and your beautiful wife, Steph, for you know bringing this stuff to our awareness
2: that's why i mean i've always been into streamlining things so when it comes to graphic design i was my own like i was kind of sabotaging myself by templatizing all of my graphic design templates and creating templates and selling them right i was part of the problem i guess but to me it's just efficiency like i still see even though you could hire the best person i couldn't help everyone uh, I could I'm a, a limit of my time that I can help people. So I wanted to help more people. So I'm using technology AI to expand my vision and to help more people like our company, we're able to hire a bigger team now, because we have systems that are streamlined, it's easier to to onboard someone to train our VAs to do stuff. So yeah, I mean, I feel like we can expand at a faster pace than just trying to do everything yourself and feeling overwhelmed. And then a lot of times, people give up, I've I've worked with 1000s of entrepreneurs, who just stay, a lot of times they say stuck for years, can't really get things moving, give up. You know, that's always kind of a dream on the side. Like, what if we could accelerate that and get your idea out there in a more professional way, help you look legitimate and give yourself a chance to succeed. And if nothing else, just take some, take back some of your time. So like you were saying, even if it's a small operation, like I just want to get more clients for myself, you know, you can now communicate more effectively. You can feel more confident about your business. You're more happy and proud to share it. And you can get your messaging out there. You can sit down and write a month's worth of social content in an hour. Like, I just worked with someone yesterday in like 10 minutes. She She's trying to promote a webinar that she has coming up. And I literally just took a sentence of how, like, what it is. I'm like, what is this webinar? Boom, 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 right? Persuasive copy, boom. And it just generated like 20 paragraphs of ideas. And now I hand selected out of like 100, you know, like 20% of them were really good. I said, here you go. Here's some mar- marketing messaging that you could use to promote this upcoming webinar. And she's like, cool. She just then has to go pick one, promote it. She could post a few different times, but she literally had like eight or nine posts done right there in a few seconds.
1: Let's talk about the cost for a second and what this kind of looks like for the end user if they want to start incorporating some of this into their own business. Are Like monthly fees or is it per you know, like whatever unit you're trying to work on, whether that be social media, website, you know, blog, copy, whatnot.
2: Sure. So there are a lot of software tools on the market right now that are popping up. So when you type in like AI copywriting or AI marketing tools, you're going to see tons and tons of tools coming up. And most of them are built on the same underlying platform, underlying technology, which is the open AI uh, they're all accessing the API and they they get charged every time that you use it. So there's a lot of different pricing models you're going to see. Some are per usage, right? So are, there's like a limit or like you get tokens or something. The My favorite ones are the unlimited ones because I feel like I can be more creative when I have unlimited options. I'm not like dwindling down my usage, you know, every time I click the button. Uh, so that's one reason I gravitated towards copy AI for myself. Before I even started working with them, like I was a user and I tried about 20 or 30 different tools on the market to see what would fit my needs and my clients. And I gravitated towards copy AI because they have an unlimited... So their their base price right now is $49 a month unlimited, which means you can click that button all you want, generate as much copy for your business as you want. You can use it for your clients, customers. I use it for myself. I teach it. I help you know, every time I sit down with a client, this part of our process is like, let's figure out your messaging. So I work through it with them for 49 bucks a month. It's making me a lot of money. Um, and there is a coupon, there's a pr- promotion right now, uh, the link that we pop in there wherever we put the link, there's a limited time discount. So check it out. You might get a better deal than that, but 49 a month is their flat, just unlimited plan.
0: Yeah, we're going to share all that information in the show notes of this episode. So definitely everybody tune into that. I think honestly, it's fairly affordable and I'm one of those people that I hate monthly subscriptions. And if you're an entrepreneur, why did you get your message out? You're kind of new in the game. That's the first place to start is to not pay for too many monthly things uh, before you have the audience. But I think that this is definitely something that um, that people could start to invest in and it's going to give them traction straight away. So Katie, I would love for you to uh, get into the weeds of kind of like the future of
1: this stuff. What do you think where this is going to go? Oh my gosh! Well, that is such an open-ended question. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I I can tell you from like a health perspective, like you know, we're we're gonna see technology in terms of like wearable devices becoming just seamlessly integrated with your home. Like your bed is gonna be like the ultimate sleep machine that's gonna regulate your temperature, regulate your you know your deep sleep and REM. Like you just hit a button and it's gonna do it all for you. Yeah. I mean, I can I can certainly speak to where I see things going just based on trends I've read so far, uh, especially in the, the realm of like neuroscience and kind of neurofeedback technology. I know Dave has worked extensively on, you know, building out machines that really can kind of take you into this almost like monk-like Zen state that would take you years to achieve through regular meditation. So I think we're going to see a lot more of those kind of tools coming into the fold to really help people with certain aspects of their stress, their sleep, their overall health, fitness, diet, et cetera. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm curious, Andrew, where, like you said, before we started this interview, like it, things have changed so quickly in like three months that you 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 aren't even sure what the next five years are going to look like <laughs> because it could just be a totally different landscape.
2: It is. It's changing very fast, but I'll point out, I'm really excited about all this stuff with the biohacking side as well, because I mean, I'm all about performance. Like I'm always trying to find the best way to be in a a healthy state of mind, focused, productive. If I can expand that window of time during the day that I'm productive, then bring it on. You know, I mean, meditation is part of that. The old school stuff, right? Just doing it the traditional way. But if we can start to tap in and like really use technology to enhance our abilities, I'm all about that. So I'm gonna keep tuning into what you guys are talking about with your show because I wanna learn more about that. But on the marketing side, the content creation side, there's going to be some big changes coming up. So they're just beginning right now with the copywriting. So it's writing words for you again, kind of primitive where it's going very soon is visual uh, imagery. So you can uh, type in, it's it's another, I don't know what you would call it, another tool they're working on at um, OpenAI. So another API that we're all going to have access to is called DALL-E, like D-A-L-L-E. And if you look it up, they're doing experiments right now where you could, ty- you could tell it a couple words and it will create visual content for you from scratch. And we're talking like really wild, abstract things. So you could one example they give is generate an image of an armchair in the shape of an avocado. And then it'll give you, it just immediately generates images that look like like 3d renderings it looks like an art like you paid artists to create this stuff and like i mean again i'm imagining an agency with like really talented people like drawing this stuff up on the board and spending weeks coming up with ideas but it just creates it for you in seconds automatically so you're going to be able to come up with like i mean you could have it create logo ideas for you you could have it create Uh, imagery for your podcast cover. You can have it create custom graphics and then they're doing it in like artistic styles. So you could say like, you know, create an image or a photo of me in the, you know, a Van Gogh style. So it's kind of like what these phone apps are already doing, but you're just going to tell it and it comes up with anything you want in seconds. So, So that's one step that's coming out like this summer.
0: All right. So do you think, Andrew, that entrepreneurs need to become biohackers in their businesses for a better
2: ROI. A hundred percent. It's something that I've noticed in my career is what doesn't work is that burnout of, you know, having that second cup of coffee in the afternoon and my brain starts to get fried up and I just can't think I'm not creative So my mental health has been really key. And the way that I've combated that is through exercise, you know, eating better, um, meditation, just all the basics, basic things that you can do, but there's probably a lot that I don't know about. And I'm really excited to see what, I mean, I love hacking things. So if there's ways I can just press a button and it'll do some of that for me or tools I could like hook up to that'll help with that. I'm totally game, but it it's so critical. And my wife, uh, Steffi has said over and over, like, you got to think of yourself as a professional athlete. If you're running a business, I think even in your career, if you're not a business owner, whatever your career is, show up as a professional. And you got to take that seriously, go to bed early, getting good sleep. If I'm not rested, like I can't do anything during the day. I've But as an entrepreneur, especially like my income fully depends on my ability to, to perform. So I'm now taking, you know, vitamin supplements, take it uh, super seriously. And I see a direct impact in my ROI.
0: Katie, I wanted your two cents on uh, where, where you think the future of this stuff's going to.
1: Oh, yeah, I I have a, a follow up question about kind of the image related stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and this sort of ties into kind of the ethics of art. And, you know, do is there are there going to be like regulations put into place that will prevent people from basically taking what they're getting from this copy AI and then making like making a, a tweak and calling it their own you know because I think like, and I, and I don't even know like because it's it's AI it's not like you're copying somebody else's work so like but but if you're calling it your own and you didn't actually make it like this is kind of where we're gonna get into like some of this nitty-gritty of like oh is it Tech, you know, the AI technology? Is it the, the human doing it? Like, I don't even know how to begin to process this because it's so foreign, but I'm curious what you have heard or seen.
2: Yeah, I think it's easier with writing words because you can run it through a plagiarism checker. Uh, visual stuff, I know it's kind of the this chicken and the egg. Like, they're creating tools that are going to be checking to see if it's original content. Uh, it's already happening on YouTube and stuff where if you upload like some, a copy of someone else's video, they're identifying that from like the wavelengths of, the audio and like what's in the video itself. So yeah, there's tools that are going to counteract that. But in general, the way we're going is, and we're already seeing this, it's just going to accelerate exponentially in the next few years. It's just content. The ability to create content is going to become so easy for all of us and so low cost that I'm not sure what that looks like, but the point, the idea is we can create content so quickly and amazingly, like it's going to be unlimited content. Like we are really going into this like abundance world where it's just unlimited everything. And the question is, what do we do with it? How do we handle that? Our brains are not wired to deal with this. So we're going to have to integrate. And we've already seen this with like Neuralink and whatever else is going on, like where our brains have to figure out how to process this new reality. Because I'm not
0: a fan of that.
2: (laughs) And I know like
0: Katie, you're not either. We're like, oh no, what's going to (laughs) happen with implantable things that are turning us into cyborgs? I mean, unfortunately it's the future, like it's going to happen. I predict that that's going to be the next choice point in humanity. Right now we're at one certain choice. Point. I'm not going to get into the details of it of whether you're deciding to do this or that or live a certain way or uh, you know choose certain things in your lives. And I think that that's going to be the next choice point. And I think we're probably going to see it um, in a couple of short years. But that's a whole other topic.
2: It's it's almost like a requirement, or in some ways a an evolution that we have to go through to keep up. We're already, we see the mental health like really struggling right now with social media. It's just one small thing, but multiply that by a thousand or a million, I don't know. It's gonna be hard for our brains to figure this out.
1: My prediction is people, you're gonna see what so many more people going off grid. Mm-hmm. I think some people, because as you already alluded to, like we have a ton of content already at our disposal. And to think that that's going to go 10x in the next, I don't know, year, that is overwhelming. And I think some people are choosing, you know, what I don't, I don't want any of this. I'm shutting it all down. And I, I don't know if you can, I don't know if that's sustainable long term. But I think that I I predict that you're going to see a lot more people just opting out of a lot of these different, you know, kind of social media uh, platforms and just really distancing themselves because they they are feeling completely out of control.
0: Well, I have one day a week as my off-grid days, right? To counteract that. But what I like about copy AI is that when I do sit down and do that messaging, it's more, uh, I'm able to do more in a shorter amount of time. This conversation is so cool. I really want to come back to this and actually have you back on, Andrew, and get your wheels turning about how, copy AI and, you know, all these implications in marketing and business and messaging. And then Katie, your lens with journalism and my lens with health and beauty and biohacking and marketing for for all these beauty gimmicks, but also marketing for things that could really help people. So if you're listening to this, and you have a really great message and a really great product that is actually going to help people become better humans, like, by all means, I really want you to reach out to uh, to Andrew here and you know, just so you guys know I have worked. I've said this a couple of times with uh, Andrew and his wife for a few years. These are people I trust. That's why we had Andrew on the show here and you're definitely gonna have you back. Andrew, where can people find you? How can they work with you and your amazing wife?
2: Sure thing. Uh, just go to designhacker.com and we'll keep that updated with the latest place to find us we're kind of shifting all the time and I'm always hacking away. So we're experimenting in a lot of different things. So right now we've got a Facebook group you can check out and we got some free resources for you. So I'm, I'm I'm an open book. I share all the technology that I'm working on uh, for myself and my clients and everything that's saving me time. So I'm happy to share it with you. Just go to designhacker.com.
1: This is wow. super informative. So and cool. yeah, I'm just, it's so awesome to see somebody on the cutting edge. And I feel like in six months, this, this is going to need to be an updated, interview because we're going to be so far ahead in the technology right like it's so yeah let's let's book in 6 months and we'll have you back on the show we talk about some of the updates going on then
2: <laughs> I'm so down for that and it's going to get really fun i mean scary but i'm choosing to be optimistic as much as i can totally. and go zoom in on what actually gets me excited what i feel good about and then just play in that realm right i'm like i'm tuning out from any distraction any noise i think that's part of the way we got to deal with all this exponential change is we're all we don't care about everyone else anymore we're finding our own core communities that we are involved in the information that we're comfortable with and the people that we trust and you know feel good in that space and just roll with that
0: yeah Yeah. And uh, I'm just grateful for everybody tuning in, taking the time out of your day to hang out with Katie and Andrew and I. And just a quick shout out, be sure to hang out with us at beautyandthebiohacker.com subscribe on the podcast on and on the YouTube channel and on the YouTube channel be sure to hit the bell so that you know when new episodes are dropped and be sure to also sign up for our newsletter at beautyandthebiohacker.com where we share discounts and promo codes and some of our favorite product reviews and our latest interviews
1: thank you guys so much for tuning into beauty and the biohacker today if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to leave a comment or share it on your social media account and We'll give you a shout out. And don't forget to head over to beautyandthebiohacker.com to check out all our episodes and our favorites page, where we include our curated list of products with special discount codes just for you guys. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter because we're sharing some exclusive content and giveaways you won't want to miss.